Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Raising Voices for this Sunday, June 19th, 2022. Our special music is a piano solo performed by Caleb Holloway, titled In the Garden. Our first scripture reading is taken from Galatians 3, 23-29. And our gospel reading comes to us from Luke 8, 26-39. Caleb Kellaway will again close our service with a piano solo titled, It is Well with My Soul. We pray that you have a safe and healthy, prosperous week. God bless. The scripture reading is from Galatians 3:23 to 29. Let us listen to the word of God. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our gospel lesson comes to us from Luke chapter 8, beginning with the 26th verse. Let us listen to the word of God. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion. For many demons had entered him, and they begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on a hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom he, the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You probably have figured this out. I enjoy movies, but I also really like movies about characters trying to figure out who they are. Like Joe March and Little Women, or Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. For those who are younger, Malin Lee in the new Pixar film Turning Red. Those a little older, James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. And in those uh, coming-of-age classics like Sixteen Candles or Stand By Me. A favorite movie of mine came out when I was 16. It was Jerry Maguire. And if you remember, Tom Cruise plays a sports agent who has it all. The career, the money, his fiance, but he soon grows tired of dealing with ridiculous personalities and salaries, and he has a middle-of-the-night epiphany where he drafts this amazing vision for his company and the sports world. He wants to focus on sports, the love of the game, the player, instead of the paycheck. Now, this vision is so grand, and since it's not about the paycheck, his company fires him. He loses nearly all his clients except for one. And ironically, the only way he keeps this client is by screaming, show me the money. 
at the top of his lungs, which is quite embarrassing on his way out. And soon after, his fiancée finally leaves him, and the rest of the movie shares Jerry Maguire's journey after he loses it all. His career, the money, his fiancée, his dignity. Eventually, he discovers who he is and what he stands for. He finds his identity. In a roundabout way, something like this happens with the Gerasian in today's scripture reading. God's help, he too finds his identity, but it's not an easy journey for him to get there. Just like for Jerry Maguire, he has to get rid of all the noise surrounding him. He loses and stumbles quite a bit, and most around him can't handle this change. Now, since I usually take my summer vacation this time of year, this is my first time ever preaching about the Gerasene, possessed by a legion of demons. It's intense, it's exciting, probably hard for many of us to get behind since we also know about, uh, more about mental illness these days. And we could go there, but I really want to share some of the fascinating, super nerdy things that first century folks would know about what's going on here. According to one scholar, the Gerasene location would have been familiar to Luke's readers. During the first Jewish war, it was the site of a Jewish revolt in which the Roman general, Lucius Aeneas, massacred 1,000 rebels. Could you imagine? And destroyed Gerasa and all the villages around it. Perhaps this is why Luke, following Mark's account of this story, identifies the demons driving the man as legion which is the title for a division of about 5,000 Roman soldiers. Perhaps Luke, using this exact name, associated the tortured soul with the effects of Imperial Rome's brutal exploitation of its colony. Wow, right? The, these are important things that most of us don't know about the story. But wait, there's just a little bit more. It continues, before the man addresses him, Jesus commands the unclean spirit to leave the man and and to enter the abyss. Acceding to their plea not to be consigned there, Jesus sends the unclean spirits into a herd of swine. And the herd most likely fed Roman soldiers or others of the Gentile population, since Jews were prohibited from eating pork. I don't know about you, but this helps explain a whole lot of this story. Everyone reading this would have known about all this stuff. We all now know that the people in this town certainly have experienced major trauma. So it shouldn't be surprising that there's a man from this town who's battling raging voices. Not just one, but with so many that it's called legion. One pastor says this man exhibits all the symptoms of moral injury, isolation, anger, self-harm, and other harm, alienation from family and friends, he wonders, is it possible that this man witnessed or committed unconscionable acts of violence during these genocidal Roman campaigns? Now, the truth is, this entire town is probably struggling, even though they don't want to admit it. They all need help. And the only one who can help when everyone and everything is lost is God. Now, luckily, as hard as these folks have it, Jesus comes ready to help 
Jesus is unafraid to venture out to help a man find his way and to approach a man who is oppressed by too many demons to count. The reality is that this man has lost himself in the cacophony of their voices and has ceased being a self, an individual, a person. Not only a danger to others, but he's also a danger to himself. And so they've separated him from his community, even himself. Now, while it might be hard to relate to a man with, uh, who's battling moral injury and with too many demons to count, we can certainly relate with the struggle of voices raging from inside and out. In fact, Pixar's new movie, Turning Red, shows this happen in a clever way. Uh, Malin's a tween, trying to figure her way, figuring out friends and family dynamics. She's a regular girl trying to figure out how to handle all the stresses of her world. And then one morning, she turns into a giant red panda, which is very inconvenient and makes things all that much more difficult. She turns into a creature that begins to control her, now, if you think about it, a tween turning into a giant red panda doesn't sound that much different than a man battling a legion of demons. Reality is, we live in a world vying for our attention. Much of the world denigrates our identity, just like Malin Lee turning red or Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. We have to figure out how to tune all of those outside voices out. We have to let go of all the noise. Just like the man with a legion of demons, we too can find it difficult to push aside the raging voices in and around us. The guards, the chains, the shackles, any attempt to solve the scenario with something from the world doesn't seem to help. And similarly, we can't usually follow, solve things with simple fixes. Luckily for this, for us, just like this man, we discover that Jesus is unafraid of the legion. Jesus doesn't flinch or get rattled by the raging voices. Instead, Jesus is the only one who helps. After Jesus commands the legion into the swine, legion is no longer. The man becomes healthy and well. But the community couldn't handle this major change of events when trauma of this magnitude strikes, it somehow freezes his people. So they didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. This now healthy and well man asked Jesus if he can follow him. Why wouldn't Jesus say yes? He does it all the other times, it seems. I think Jesus knew there was still work that needed to be done. All the people in the town and surrounding towns, the ones still traumatized, needed to know they were all children of God. They had their own demons they were dealing with. So that's the very task Jesus gives this transformed man, to remind them amidst the raging voices that they're God's children. Now, I don't pretend to think a sermon can help heal you from the overwhelming voices raging at you inside and out. I dare not blithely banish your demons and expect you to be healed. 
It's certainly possible, but not very likely. But what I can do is help to restore to you your name and your birthright as a child of God. It's said that when Martin Luther, the reformer, felt oppressed by the devil, he would take courage by shouting, I am baptized. In this way, he grounded his confidence of salvation in God's external objective act of drawing him into the Christian family through the water and the word of baptism. I love this idea that whenever we're struggling, whenever the world's voices are vying for our attention, whenever we need help, the kind that only God can provide, we can know that no matter what we're facing, God searches us out. That no matter what voices are raging, God comes to us unafraid. That God sends someone to remind us that we're claimed and loved because each of us is a child of God. Maybe we too should shout out loud again and again and again, I am baptized. I am baptized. I am baptized. So that we can be forever reminded, reclaimed, and restored as God's children. For God loves each one of us. God heals us. And God claims us as his own. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.